0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. This is episode 355, and we have a very potent episode in store for you. We're going to be studying St. Hildegard's writings and warnings about the great apostasy and the Antichrist. I haven't done this in a long, long time with Luke 21, but this may be an episode where you want to listen to it first before exposing your children. In a sense, it's it's a very serious content we'll be talking about today. But let me just start with... Um, a lighthearted story about my son-in-law who grew up in Colorado with a very gonzo hiking family, Loved the hike, the high mountains all over Colorado. And when my son-in-law was just a little boy, his older sister would have to babysit for him and she would rather be out hiking mountains rather than sitting around the house babysitting. So she would take my son-in-law out to the mountains, and as she would go along, she would take a skittle and put it on a rock. <laughs> so my son-in-law would have to hike along to get his skittle, and then up the mountain they would go, and she would put the little trail of skittles to encourage him to go up a mountain. Well, what I'm leading up to is that I believe that Pope Benedict XVI has given us a trail of the mixed metaphors, Skittles or breadcrumbs or gems, whatever you want to call. And if you put together a number of things in his teachings, a number of his actions, a number of his public addresses, I think he was giving us a very strong message that's overlooked by a lot of people. And I'm going to do a special episode where I try to tie together these different gems or breadcrumbs or Skittles, whatever the metaphor you want. But to really mix the metaphors, what we're gonna talk about today is St. Hildegard, as well as how Pope Benedict viewed her teachings on the end times. These are not only gems left for us to go in a certain direction, This is a treasure chest. It's an eschatological, which means study of the end times. It's an eschatological treasure chest. Saint Benedict, excuse me, Pope Benedict, that was a Freudian slip. He will be a saint in my opinion. But anyhow, Pope Benedict's recognition of Saint Hildegard in 2012 named her as a doctor of the church. One of the only two women who are doctors of the church and she had no formal training in the scriptures, and yet she had extensive teaching on the scriptures, very unique. Pope Benedict gave a speech to the Roman Curia in December 20th of 2010. It's a rather important speech where a tragedy, perhaps one of the worst in the entire history of the Catholic Church, Pope Benedict connects with the teaching on the end times of St. Hildegard, and this is what he said, and I quote, we began the year of priests with great joy, and thank God we were able to conclude it with great gratitude, despite the fact that it unfolded so differently from the way we had expected. We were all the more dismayed when in this year of all years, again, the year of priest, and to a degree that we could not have imagined, we came to know the abuse of minors committed by priest, who twist the sacrament into its antithesis, and under the mantle of sacred, profoundly wound human persons in their childhood, damaging them for a whole lifetime. Now, here's the connection. This is more than a bread crumb, this is the loaf of bread, this is more than a gem, this is a treasure chest. In this context, a vision of St. Hildegard came to my mind, a vision which describes in a shocking way what we have lived through in this past year. Pope Benedict went on to call her a great woman, call her a prophetess, and also one who speaks with great timeliness to us today, with her courageous ability to discern the signs of the times. Now, St. Hildegard wrote two main works that deal with the end times. The first was the Book of Divine Works. She completed about 1173 AD. And the second, uh, a title know the ways of the Lord, uh, Scevius, and in that second book, Scevius completed about 1152, she had 26 visions of the history of salvation, very comprehensive, but in those visions, uh, she had visions of the end times, and she even made drawings about the visions, and um, those are recorded for us. And I want you to again remember that in this context of the year of priest where the priestly sexual abuse exploded uh, as a crisis in the church, in this context, a vision of St. Hildegrad came to my mind, a vision which describes in a shocking way what we have lived through this year. And then Pope Benedict goes on. In the vision of St. Hildegrand, The face of the church is stained with dust, and this is how we have seen it. Her garment is torn by the sins of priests. The way she saw and expressed it is the way we have experienced it this year. Now, this is the bottom line. There's little doubt that Pope Benedict is highlighting St. Hildegard's prophetic insights into the end times apostasy which occurs in the church. Not all the church, but there's a real potent apostasy in the church. And this is her vision. I'm gonna read you her words of the figure of a woman. I saw again the figure of a woman representing the church whom I had previously seen in front of the altar that stands before the eyes of God. But now I saw her from the waist down. In other words, the picture of the woman is divided. The top half, she looks like the normal woman representing the church in her vision. But now the bottom half of her body in this picture, in this vision, is something totally different. From her waist to the place that denotes the female, she had various scaly blemishes. In that latter place was a black and monstrous head. It had fiery eyes and ears like an ass and nostrils and mouth like a lion's. It opens wide its jowls and terribly clashed its horrible iron-colored teeth that monstrous head moved from its place with such a great shock that the figure of the woman was shaken through all her limbs. In other words, this monstrous head that was in the bottom part of this vision of the woman representing the church. We're talking about something going on in the church, and this is the context that Pope Benedict put what went on in the year of priest, and it shocks the entire woman to every limb what was going on because of this monstrous figure. And a great mass of excrement adhered to the head, and it raised itself up upon a mountain and tried to ascend the height of heaven. Now, who tries to ascend the height of heaven? None other than the Antichrist. What? St. Hildegard is describing in this end times vision, the vision, the figure of a woman, is the church, and yet at her midsection is the head of the Antichrist. And this is the vision that Pope Benedict referred us to and is saying is in the church. Now, these are very, 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 very serious descriptions that Pope Benedict gave to us. Again, St. Hildegard went on, and listen carefully, this epoch, and again, Pope Benedict says, this is the vision that came to my mind to try to explain what is happening in the church. He goes, this epoch, will have leaders who blacken themselves with misery and wallow in the mud of impurity. They will infringe the divine law by fornication and other like evils and will plot to diverge from the holiness of God's commands. And then she quotes Second Thessalonians chapter 2 with the great falling away and you've heard me several times in Luke 21, refer to the tragedy, and I think it's more than a tragedy at this point after listening to St. Hildegard. It's been removed from the lectionary in the Catholic Church in the United States, and it's actually been twisted around by chopping one sentence or one verse in half. She quotes Second Thessalonians chapter 2, which talks about the falling away from the faith and that is called the apostasy, which then provides the environment for the head, the monstrous head to arise. That's the Antichrist who wants to proclaim himself God. So after citing Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that missing word from the scriptures, she goes on to explain, take care too that no one disposes you to being misled. For only when the time has come with the church's sublimity, that means the church's greatness, has been squandered and the true faith crushed underfoot. This is what is understood to be the revolt or the falling away or the apostasy that will happen in the time of the accursed son. Continuing with her commentary on 2 Thessalonians chapter two, four, in the age of the son of perdition, The faith, already falling away from its strength, will be toppled over and enfeebled. This is perhaps the most shocking thing I have encountered in studying the church fathers, particularly uh, with Pope Benedict, who I hold in very high estimation and try to follow his senses of things, as well as his comments on the past. And there have been two things in my studies of a half-century studying <laughs> biblical prophecy that Pope Benedict highlighted. One was the church father, Tyconius, who talked about that great split that would occur in the church between the faithful half and the apostate half that would follow the Antichrist in the church, and Pope Benedict highlighted that. And then you come back, St. Hildegard has basically, through her vision and Pope Benedict's saying, look at this vision, explains what's going on. She did the exact same thing that Ticonius did, and that Pope Benedict highlights both of these for us. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Luke 21. Mm-hmm. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.